you offer up your ego, you offer your ego is creating the causes for you to separate from attachment. To release yourself from ego, to create the causes. At the same time, when you offer up your ego, the Buddha can never be contaminated by a, by a contaminated offering. Therefore, offering up the ego becomes something that will never contaminate the Buddha. Because people think, oh, we can't offer meat on the altar. But by a tantric view, there is no clean and unclean. From the side of the Buddha, his perception of all objects is clean. Therefore, when we offer up the ego, we are not having it anymore. But right after we make the offering, the ego is still with us. But we're creating the causes for us not to have it. Because we're offering up to Tara. Why? Object is Tara. Subject is ourselves. Offering is ego. So when we offer up the ego to Tara, we create the causes that in the future, when we do meditation practices, we're able to separate from ego. How do we... Only wishing the ego doesn't happen. We have to study about its nature. We have to offer it up, create the merits. And when we offer up... If we offer up gold to Tara, we'll get wealth. If we offer, offer up ego to Tara, we will get egolessness. A state of egolessness, whatever. Why? What we offer will be the result. You say, well, how come when you offer gold, you get wealth? When you offer ego, you don't get a bigger ego. Because the object you're offering to doesn't give you back something double ugly. Offering to ego to Tara means offering up one's negative qualities. When one offers up one's negative qualities, what do we get back? Positive qualities. Is it possible to offer negative qualities to a Buddha? Of course, because no matter what you offer to them, although contaminated, can never contaminate them or are free from contamination. So therefore, when we offer up the ego to Tara, in this case, when we offer up to Tara, Lama Tsongkhapa, Manjushri, when we offer up the ego, we create the causes to not have ego in the future. Therefore, the secret offering is the ego. The inner offering is irresponsibility, laziness, a sense of senselessness, unmotiv not motivated. We offer this up to Tara. The outer offerings is the mandala representing all of samsara's delights, such as the animals, our friends, and clothes, and shopping, and money, and food, and restaurants, and the lights, and cities, and discos, and music, and videos, and all the things we're attached to is the outer offering. So when we're holding the mandala and we're offering it, we're visualizing all the beautiful things in the world. He said, but it's just the visualization. Yes, because inherently, nothing is owned by anyone in the world. Nothing. Even if Koki has $10 million, it wasn't his before he showed up, and it will not be his after he dies. So inherently, it's not his. It's not really his. So therefore, nothing in the world is owned. And also, wealth, if you own $10 million, I don't think Koki runs around with it in a bag and then holds it. It's represented by a credit card or a check. So if you show someone your platinum card, they go, oh, wow. You don't have to carry out $10 million like him and then show everybody. You, know, you open the, the mouth of the bag and go... <laughs> I mean, this guy does that. He runs around with bags of money and just goes... If you're not impressed with him because he's short and bald, he just goes... <laughs> then you go, oh, I respect you. Suddenly he's tall with hair. What's the joke? The joke is it's represented by a credit card. So if you have a credit card and it's platinum or unlimited, they go... 
You know, if you flash your credit card with Platinum, you go to stores, you go to restaurants, suddenly they're very nice to you. I don't know if you guys have noticed, I've had that slight experience before. Joe and I know what it feels like. You know what I mean? Similarly, if your wealth can be represented by a Platinum card, why not the wealth represented by a Mandala? Why not? You guys understand, it's all just how you want to visualize it, how you want to look at it. So therefore, when you offer your mandala, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible that it represents the wealth of the planet, the universe, and the sun and the moon and all the planets and the stars. You offer up to the Buddha. And that's wonderful. And then you offer up the inner offering, which is visualized. Your, your, your uh, inner obstacles. Then the secret offering is your ego. And you offer that up. Then you recite. You think the Tara is accepted. And when you do that, it's very powerful. The Tara does accept. That's one. Two, she has the power to accept. Three, although what you offer up is imaginary, visionary. Just a vision, just an imagination. Everything you receive in your life now is an imagination. I'm sure when Koki was younger, he said, when I grow up, I'm going to marry a beautiful lady and have, and have a family. Well, that came true. You visualize it first. When I was a kid, I visualized myself teaching the Dharma, wearing robes. When I grow up, I'm going to do Dharma work. That's what I visualized all the time. And that's how I played with my cousins. That's how I pretended. Well, that came out true somewhat. So what I'm saying is what we visualize. So we sit there visualizing all day, I'm lazy, I can't do it, I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it, then it's going to be like that. It's going to be just like that. So similarly, now, the education department, you're presenting me all of this, and I look through it very quick, and I basically know what's going on. And I think you guys did a wonderful job. What I want to say is I want to offer today all of you a bigger vision a wider vision, a vision that doesn't just educate ourselves. All of you in this room are pretty firm. You guys are pretty firm spiritual practitioners. You're going to be with me probably till I'm dead. All of you are pretty firm. There's nothing here to convince us. You see, I, I don't talk to you say, Buddhism is good. Buddhism is real. That's not how I talk to you guys. So you guys are pretty much okay. No problem at all. Even Shin. Everybody's all right. Everybody understands. <laughs> You're the only person with brunette hair and blonde roots. When I throw a joke, JP's cackling away. When I'm teaching Dharma, he's, he's struggling away. <laughs> Funny how karma works. Mm. Now, oh, on cue. No, no, relax, relax. And then, give me a question after you. I would like one. Because, you know, when you sit on this for a long time, no, I want to unturn me. When you sit on this for a long time, it sinks deeper and deeper and deeper, and I feel like I'm going to a chasm. Oh, the monster's here. What's a name? What else could it be? You're setting on the phenomals. Was it pheromones? Was it very strong pheromones. Okay, now, 
What I want to give everybody, let me say, what I want to give everybody is a larger vision. A bigger vision. Create the causes for us to bring benefit to people globally. We don't have to have hundreds of centers. We can have one, we can go online. Correct? We can go online. Why? Our motto is not to bring people to our center. Our motto is for people to find the center and find the group. That's our motto. Isn't that beautiful? I like that very much. So if they belong to NKT, we encourage them. If they're near my NKT center, go. If they're near FPNT center, go. If they're near insolvency centers, go. So what we're trying to encourage is for people to find their center, find their teacher, find their path, not come to our center. Why? Because we like to go for movies and relax and you know have a good time and kind of just go for walks. So all these people start coming to our centers, we're going to lose our personal freedom. How are we going to practice body chief and compassion if we lose our personal freedom? So, now, that's our model. We want to bring Buddhism to everybody globally, but not through us, to educate them. Hence the book, Gurus for, uh, Gurus for Hire, Enlightenment for Sale. Hence that book is very important. We should highlight on that book. We should highlight. We should take parts of it and make it into brochures. We should take parts of it and make it into pamphlets. Or we should extract things from it to make it condensed small to give people to track them. Because sometimes big books are quite tantalizing and scary. And not tantalizing, quite uh, intimidating. Intimidating. So we should extract important parts from that book and make it into pamphlets and say, intercenter harmony. Why? And pass it to people all over the place to create this. Why? We want people to stay with their gurus, find their gurus, find their centers. Whatever they practice is good. We're good. How can we have the arrogance to think that we're the only one? Cannot be. Cannot be. And I like that very much. That's kind of my, my method, my mode. More universal. 